Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com It's 2 p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News, where we explain marijuana laws so you can change them. Hey, Miggy. Hey, Tom. What's going on? Yo, what's up? Hey, another beautiful day in the summertime over here in Illinois. Gearing up for going to the first in live in-person thing in Chicago in, uh, oh my gosh, tomorrow? May? No. The last one that I was at was March 4th, oh. 2020. It's been a while, bro. The, you know, the, the pandemic's almost over. <laughs> yeah, Illinois even stopped uh, counting the number of people that are getting coronavirus. And you can come on out and see me, but not Miggy. We'll try to see if we can get him on video conference. So uh, tomorrow in Chicago, uh, what's the name of the Chicago Convention Center that it's actually at? You can find out by going to CannabisIMP.com uh, and then sign up there. We do have a promo code that's going on. And if you also want to try to win some free tickets, you can win those free tickets by going to CannabisIndustryLawyer.com and signing up for our newsletter the email on the free tickets will be going out tonight at 5 p.m so go on over to cannabisindustrylawyer.com and sign up for our newsletter or just visit cannabisimp.com and use promo code clb15 for 15 percent off and that's four tickets for the chicago show right it's not like four tickets for anywhere you want it's four no no just for the chicago show chicago people i got a, a conference that i'll do tomorrow at 1 15 p.m doing a survey of the different types of laws and what illinois may want to consider in the future as it has its as its industry matures no doubt dude hey so what do you think about the congressional democrats defy biden by scrapping dc marijuana sales ban that is big news. And if you're here because of federal cannabis legalization news, please do click that like button. Really helps the algorithm and the channel. And then also you'll get more notifications as new bills come online in Congress and we dissect them here on cannabis legalization news. So congressional Democrats have defied Biden by scrapping the D.C. marijuana sales ban. And for years, when did D.C. first legalize? It's been a oh bit. Oh, my God. It's been a minute. Yeah, and so. Well. 
Yeah, but they aren't able to sell. And so that's why they have like the stickers, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, that's a $40 sticker right there. Oh, it's an NFT, is it? Yeah. <laughs> but and that's because of the, uh, right, it's a writer. Is that what it is? It's, it's a writer. It's included on the. Uh, oh, yeah. They can like, control the appropriations. And so it might have yeah. been a writer, but let's let's see what the article's actually re- uh, reporting. So, so okay. yeah, go ahead, man. Oh, hey, President Joe Biden wants to keep blocking Washington, D.C. from impl- implementing marijuana sales. But today, leaders of a U.S. House Representative Subcommittee released a wide-ranging spending bill that would lift that ban in addition to protecting banks that service state legal cannabis businesses. You know, not only, like you're saying, do we dissect the, the policy itself, but it's also the process. This is one of those things that this might be a fighting chance, right? Because this is going through a, the, the, the the appropriation. So we, uh, despite the president specifically maintaining a rider bearing D.C., barring D.C. from using its tax dollars to legalize marijuana commerce in his budget proposal last month. The legislation from House Appropriations, Financial Services, and General Government, the FSGG uh, chairman, Mike Quigley, would remove that barrier. The proposal would cover annual funding for various... So again, it's a a rider, right? It's a part of... It's not like an actual, like, uh, bill being put through. No, no, it's an addendum. It's like, yeah, but don't forget this. Fine, we'll add that. But see, this is where what what I'm trying to get to is I don't think shit's going to happen until we fix the filibuster. Like, like yesterday, the 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 Republicans showed. Like, I don't know how the Democrats just don't have nice things. Period. Like, somehow you win everything, but you just can't get shit done. And that's because the process is it's that parliamentary shit. It's that uh, oh, we're gonna be bipartisan and we want to be equal, meeting hands across the fucking. No, we're all Americans. Let's just (laughs) fix the filibuster so people have to work. Make these guys work. They aren't going to fix the filibuster, and that's why they're doing these types of budget uh, appropriation type of deals where they're writers, and then they're going to pass a budget no matter what. They are going to fund the government because their phony baloney jobs count on it and a whole bunch of their other constituencies. They work for that government, by the way, and so they want to get their paychecks. So it's uh, just more politics on this issue. And so uh, the exclusion in this for the fiscal year 2022 appropriations bill, which is developed by this committee, and that's going to go now to the subcommittee on Thursday. And then by the full appropriations panel, I tell you, you're just moving your ways up the committees all the way to maybe some floor action eventually. But the Biden administration is already disappointed advocates by declining to take meaningful action on cannabis reformed as promised on the campaign trail. And this inclusion of the D.C. rider was seen as just an outright hostile act because in his budget, he goes, no, 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 you're not going to be selling weed in, in D.C., but then in the uh, the Democrats are like, oh, no, 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 you, you should be selling weed in D.C. I mean, they should be because they've had it legal for so long. Like we're, what we're, we're going through right now is this world of semantics. Yeah. And then the representative from D.C., Representative Eleanor Holmes, told the marijuana moment that she is very disappointed over the decision, especially considering the fact that he's voiced support for D.C. statehood. Yeah. So yeah. Like if it was a state. OK, then fine. Go ahead and legalize marijuana sales. But because you're, uh, you know, a federal district. Nope, you're not allowed to. Yeah, this is ridiculous that uh, the Congress is, is controlling the lives of like pretty much the population of, of uh, 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 D.C., I think, more than Wyoming. Like, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I, these people need to be represented properly, like, like the Americans they are, not these limbo. Uh, it's not Puerto Rico. It's not a place where you, they can have like a little Puerto bit Rico of even has legal weed. 
I think they got more say in their in the way their uh, operations go than at least medical. Yeah. yeah, but in other good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, so there's that. And then moving on to Rhode Island, the Senate has approved language. I'm sorry. The Senate in Rhode Island approved legalizing marijuana for adults, according to WJAR. The Rhode Island oh, Senate. Senate. Go ahead. Bajar. Yeah, <laughs> the Rhode Island Senate has approved legalizing recreational marijuana use for adult use. Lawmakers said Tuesday votes marks the first time either chamber of the legislature has voted on a bill legalizing cannabis. The proposal now heads to the state House of Representatives. So it's halfway there. Halfway there. Shout out to Tom Choi. He is one of our members. Shout out to all of our members that have joined the channel. And if you want to get a T-shirt for our CLN tour, like Miggy and I are sporting, please to consider joining at the legalizer in chief level and then DM us over at Cannabis Industry Lawyer on Instagram so that we can figure out how to ship that shirt to you. Uh, and after that, you know, we can go back to the news. Well, the lawmakers so- said Tuesday. Wait, you, you got a comment on the news? Oh, I was just going to say, you know, because they're only halfway there, right? The Senate proposal would impose 20% on marijuana sales tax, but it still has to go through the Senate, right? Uh, no, it, goes it goes through the right. House. And, but the Democratic Speaker, Joe Shertraki, butchered that one, has said lawmakers will likely address the creation of a legal marijuana industry in a special session this year. A special. A special session. <laughs> it's probably going to be on 420 next year, probably, or 710. I got nothing. Uh, but, you know, even though they're halfway there, uh, you know who's all the way there? Who's all the way there? Connecticut. Connecticut is all the way there. Connecticut signed into law their bill. So over 3 million people in the, is it a Commonwealth? I'm assuming it is because it's in New England. I just assume all New England states are Commonwealths. Uh, <laughs> Rhode Island only has a million people in it, but it's a dinky little place. Considering there's a million people in that dinky little place is Wyoming has way more. But anyway, mm-hmm. Governor Lamont has signed the bill in, um, in Connecticut. Yesterday afternoon, Governor Ned Lamont signed into a law legislation that legalizes and safety regulates the adult use of cannabis in Connecticut. Safety. Let's do the rundown of the Connecticut uh, details for their new adult use law. Beginning on July 1st, 2021, adults 21 plus cannot have more than 1.5 ounces of cannabis on their person and no more than five ounces of cannabis in their homes or locked in their car, truck or glug box. And it also eliminates the odor of cannabis or burnt cannabis as the basis to stop or search you. Nice. Retail sales of cannabis aim to begin in Connecticut by the end of 2022. What about home grow? Tell me about home grow. MMJ patients can cultivate up to six cannabis plants, three mature, three immature. Nice. Beginning October 1st, 2021, all adults age 21 and over will be permitted to grow six cannabis plants, three mature, three by July 1st, 2023. Why so long? Like home grow (laughs) grow up to six plants is defelonized beginning July 1st. Get your patient's license then. If you want to cultivate, get your patient's license. I, I, I know. I just, it just, just, I, I just, well, let's talk about prior convictions. What happens for prior convictions? Beginning go. January 1st, 2023, there will be automatic erasures of convictions from January 1st, 2000 through September 15th, 2015 for possession of fewer than four ounces. That's more than you guys too, right? Isn't your guys' conviction rate like a, an ounce? one ounce? Ours is a very peculiar one. We I talk enough about Illinois, so I'll talk more about it later. <laughs> the uh, revenue, revenue 
Revenue. Do revenue, man. Portions of the revenue will go to support economic opportunities and targeted communities and substance mis- misuse prevention and recovery uh, services. License types. This is your avenue. Ooh, yeah. The Department of Consumer Protection, the DCP, would issue nine different types of cannabis licenses, including a retailer, a hybrid retailer, which sells both adult use and medical cannabis, a cultivator, which cultivate 15,000 square foot or more of flowering canopy, I'm assuming, micro cultivator, yeah. which start between 2,000 and 10,000 square foot flowering canopy that's actually pretty good that's better than new jersey did on their thousand plant grow uh product mm-hmm. manufacturer those are always really interesting i got to follow up with somebody who has uh they want to do a webinar with me regarding creating a lab so that would be a product manufacturer food and beverage manufacturer that's a cleavage i haven't seen before yeah product packager seen that uh delivery and transporter so it's uh, a very robust license type <laughs> landscape and then it appears that we're going to have uh, some time now as they draft the rules and the regulations hopefully we'll get an application window out in 2023 i just you know and i hope with their adult use of medical cannabis like how they separate these two i hope they're not going to do like washington and not treat them the same because the plant in the end is a consumable product that needs to be treated equally <laughs> amongst all well, consumers I, I just i'm so apoplectic that they don't regulate it like the the dual license you know unlimited license at the state level system that they have like in california colorado uh michigan that's the way to do it if the community wants more licenses let that community have more licenses you yeah. know why are you having this state create this problem i mean it, could you imagine if somebody goes like oh you want to be a lawyer well a lot of people want to be lawyers go get your number over there oh wait you were never sued oh you're not eligible only people who have been sued can become lawyers you know it makes no sense and we we talked about this before how this is the most anti-american thing as far as like capitalism goes because it just does not give you know in a fair market you're gonna your product's gonna win or lose because you have a a good product or you don't right or innovation like yeah i mean you're not allowed to start that garage lab now granted you're not supposed to start a garage lab but you have the regulators at the state level setting the ground rules and then if the municipality is like yeah here's your uh your permit for doing this particular type of extraction methodology or just getting your processor's license so you can experiment as opposed to really really uh straight jacketing who can open for business it's it i don't really think that they should be treating it like it's a hospital or like it's a casino. You know, I think they should be treating it like it's a brewery or like it's a bar, you know? Yeah. But, uh, you know, but even like there's just so many different layers of the plant. And, and, and I think what you were trying to lead to was like the extraction process where like people doing uh, 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 CO2 extracts or whatever, like opposed to like uh, how you heard five years ago, uh, explosions in random apartment buildings, you know, like people who are unskilled and uh, there, there is a skill set involved here, but, um, if people had an opportunity to learn a place, uh, 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 some sort of infrastructure of, of like, because it's industrial use when you're when you're when you get into the extract level of things. Well, yeah, and then they they even in California they have two different types of uh, licenses for manufacturer hydrocarbon, non hydrocarbon. You know, if you want to use hydrocarbon extraction for the particular types of products that you're making, that's your preference. You you should be able to make that that business decision, provided that you comply with additional regulations. Chris Pearson just posted he's waiting for georgia and i think i just read something today on georgia let me see my uh yeah go ahead and see if you can find something on georgia yeah. georgia took applications for a huge uh cultivation license like you know, you know get out the checkbook huge just the, the, to build the thing would be over 10 million bucks jesus um 
Yeah. And like that doesn't include the 1.25 million. You just have to have in the tank, unless you're going for the small one, then it's 600,000. Well, this is slowly going to advance in, as a self, I think in the self when, when they realize like all their Northern brothers and sisters are doing fine and, and, and flush in cash, you know, Washington state, they just did a budget and uh, we're over budget or the, 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 the tax revenue that we, we brought in they're, they're, they're flush with cash where they're going to, be investing into our uh, our uh, infrastructure as far as the roads and whatnot goes, and a good portion of it is cannabis tax money. Yep, and it's too bad though. But they, they've had a moratorium forever, and so you can't get you can get a license in uh, Washington, but you have to buy it. And if that's where it's going, that's fine. I just hope that they then award these licenses that they're sitting on in certain states, or make the path to getting those licenses awarded out into the streets, so your industry can come up um, really, really easy, as opposed to creating all this weird stuff that goes on for years and lawsuits and more lawsuits. Well, the anti-home growth thing, I just don't get where, you know, if uh, VA is going to be the first legal southern state next week. Yes. yes. Heck yep. Heck yep. Virginia. Anybody out there from Virginia, smash them likes. <laughs> it's going to be, hey, we had Chelsea. We should have Chelsea on again one time to talk about, you know, they, they, they still have a lot of semantics to work through. They do. They sure do, man. They sure do. Uh, it's It's just one of those deals where. Uh, you know, it's a new industry and then there's just so much money that has been flowing through it. And so the more that you make it this limited thing and you say it's off limits to everybody unless they have $10 million, the traditional market's not going to leave. And so your policy objective really should be the the license, the legacy to the licensed. And so to go from the legacy to the licensed, you can't just say the legacy is not involved. The legacy is not invited. Yeah. You know, the people that are out there growing and holding down the city, uh, they're not welcome. You have to give them a path. And then if they're caught still operating, be like, here's all these fines. Everybody got their bulls packed? Oh, I don't know. They should. You know, should. Oh, my bowl's back. I'm just making oh, sure you got your bowl back. Oh, I do. I do. Shout out to the sponsor after we run the 420. It was powered by 42365. You can find them at 42365.com. And if your cannabis brand wants to sponsor 420 somewhere, please get in touch with us. Go over to Instagram and follow me at Cannabis Industry Lawyer. I saw someone earlier just posted that Louisiana sucks, but you know, uh, Governor Edwards signs bill to allow smokable medical marijuana in Louisiana. All right. WDSU is reporting that Louisiana will now allow doctors to prescribe marijuana in its raw, smokable form to patients. Governor John Bill Edwards signed a bill Tuesday that removed a crude cannabis ban from state law, which had limited medical forms to elixirs, gummies, and inhalers. I hate when they do that. Did they also limit the THC? Did they? I don't remember. I know. uh, Recall. I, I mean, she, she was working really hard to get that bill through, you know, and, and in mm-hmm. Louisiana, I mean, you're you're pushing a boulder up a hill. <laughs> yep. Know? I mean, yep. mad props to her. And she's not a consumer. Yeah. Proponents in the legislature pointed to other states that have added smokable pot to their prescription offerings and argued Louisiana, Louisiana had to keep pace to stay competitive. New Orleans is filled with jazz musicians. You're telling me you're telling me that they don't have smokable medical cannabis. Come on. Seriously, though. I mean, I, I love the South, dude. And, and uh, uh, I would just love the, I would love to smoke weed anywhere, really. But I mean, like. I don't like in Russia or like somewhere where it's really cold. 
I'd be like, <laughs> I'm cold. <laughs> but but I thought that you were suited for that. I thought genetically you were, you're adapted to the cold. Yeah, I know. I, it's it's the strangest thing. Um, I, I prefer it. I'm kind of like the cannabis plant. Maybe I've smoked enough weed that I've kind of like, you know, become acclimated to it. So if it gets much colder than 60 or, or actually 70, I'm like, ah. But then if it gets much hotter than 90, I'm also like, ah. Well, that's not true. I enjoy the heat. <laughs> but yeah, I think, you know, with my asthma too, though, I really enjoy taking cold hits like out in the snow and shit. Like when I'm smoking, uh, I really do enjoy the, the 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 cannabis with the cold air when I take my hit. Uh, I don't know. That's the thing. But uh, yeah. <laughs> State lawmakers were told by patients that they reported better results from raw marijuana and more affordable prices. Do you know what the license limit? I'm sorry. Yeah, that is the license limit for prescribed raw marijuana is in the state of Louisiana. Uh, 2.5 ounces. That's right. 2.5 ounces every two weeks per patient. Damn. Or 71 grams. Very similar. That's New York. You know, that's New Jersey's and Illinois's uh, medical uh, dispensing limit as well. 2.5 ounces every two weeks. And so as people often do, and by people, I mean states, they copied one another. How long do you think before they get recreational now? Because I always think every state that has medical, they always turn to recreational or some form of an open market like not everybody's gonna be like Oklahoma, but no. a lot Oklahoma of places. Is such a red state, but it's like one of those like I have the business right to do this, you know. But hey, it's liberty kind of red state, yeah. <laughs> it's it's the best. I mean, like in theory, Oklahoma should be well, Oklahoma or California should be leading the nation or Colorado should be leading the nation in like cannabis uh, innovation, you know. Yeah, no, no, seriously. Uh, uh, see what else we got going on. <laughs> Hey, we got some more uh, more federal studies. Do we have a federal oh, yeah. studies bumper? Being told we do not yet have a federal studies bumper. Well, because you're not proving the, the wrongness of cannabis. Mm, the smoking gun. That would be hilarious for a bumper. Oh, you know, God. just like it's the smoking gun and instead like a weed flower comes out of it. We'll talk yeah. to the guy who does the bumpers. Like a bang? <laughs> instead of bang, it's like herb. Poof. Oof. Yeah, but yeah, a federal study shows link between pot use and suicide, which I don't think is true. Oh, good. And uh, trying to find the harm news, the federal study has shown a link between pot use and suicide. So prove us wrong out there, everyone watching. Seriously, and listen to this. I mean, the study by the National Institute on Drug Abuse. Again, National Institute on Drug Abuse. Like, it's not the National Institute of trying to help you get better. Not the National Institute of like trying to find wellness things. No, this is like, we are going to find problems. Right. And so the study by the National Institute on Drug Abuse uh, analyzed data from more than 280,000 people ages 18 to 35. And they say that that data suggests marijuana users thought about suicide or planned or attempted it more often than people who don't use marijuana. Hmm. Such a dumb study. I mean, while the researchers aren't saying that marijuana is causing suicidal thoughts or action, they are pointing out that people who use pot are more prone to suicidal thoughts or actions. And so um, now one of these things is, you know, where's the where's the control group where weed isn't illegal? You know, well, maybe maybe that's some of the problems. Maybe they, they got arrested or it's causing you know problems. They can't get a job. You know, there's worse like bad stuff arising, not yeah. necessarily from using weed, but from weeds. Legal status has exposed that user to danger. Or are, are also you, you saying that the cannabis consumer is more prone to ordering pizzas? I don't know. 
But the researchers studied data from four groups of people, those who do not use marijuana, those who use marijuana but don't use it every day, those who use it daily, which for the purposes of the study was defined as at least 300 days a year, and those who are addicted to it. I guess that's everybody who uses it more than daily. So the conclusion (laughs) was among people who do not report having depression, 3% of people do not use marijuana reported thoughts of suicide. Compared to seven of non-daily users, 9% of cannabis users, and 14% of those addicted to cannabis. Here's how I see this. I see a bunch of doctors sitting around popping pills, drinking margaritas, maybe going, okay, here's how we're going to turn this. Yeah, I didn't even know if it's that. It's like, here's what we want our data set to say. Do you think we can take uh, some p-hacking and divide this up to make sure that the data says what we want it to say? Perhaps. But so, even the, the control groups are like bullshit. Like, how are you going to have someone that's semi-user and then uh, everyday user and then abuser and then categorize them all as the, the just one consumer that you're all suicidal? You know, the, hmm. it just seems to me too, too much of a variety on like you're trying to put a group into one thing but at the same time dissect no, here's that. this might be what describes it because first off we do not know how large the sample sets were we just know that there were four groups it says among people with depression so we don't know the base rate of this among people with depression what percentage use cannabis that was not disclosed but according to so among people with depression 35 percent of those people that don't use cannabis reported suicidal thoughts compared to 44 percent who reported non-daily cannabis use 53 percent who use cannabis daily and 50 percent of those who are addicted to cannabis. So as you become addicted to cannabis, if you have depression, your suicidal thought risk is uh, slightly lower. And like you're saying, though, people are prone to other things, too. So uh, it's causes not effect. Like even with uh, the, you know, the debate about like mental health, you know, again, I guess it was uh, this suggests that marijuana users thought about suicide, planned it or attempted it more often than people who didn't use marijuana. What about completion rates? Yeah. Does it oh, have any effect on completion rates? Like, like, like autopsies of like all the, a, yeah, all the people that actually died. So it's, it looks like yeah. the sample that they are studying are just people that didn't, you know, commit suicide. It, it just seems like a very bland study that like fear mongering again. That's all it is. It's just bullshit fear mongering. That's what gets the funding. Yeah, yeah, no, you know, that's that's a true story though, you know. Um, but we uh, play a strain of name, name the strain. <laughs> About half past the hour. That's when we like to play name that strain. Nice, Earl. I have Ooh. named the strain. Look how pretty that one is, though. Okay, the name of the strain is actually not. Earl. Uh, now, this strain um, is a fairly longitudinal-shaped nugget. It's a very, yeah, it's a very long. And then, um, it, it, I don't think it was machine trimmed. I think it was hand trimmed. And uh, nice trim. Don't see any sugar leaves really. Lots of bracts. Uh, lots of bracts. Lots of you know the sugar leaves. That there might be one and I'm pointing at it, and that doesn't work. It's right over, right over. Yeah. And then um, uh, the the red hairs—they're just great. They aren't—they haven't been broken off, so it doesn't look like it was machine trim. Uh, that is the strain. Please get the names in the comments. This is you can guess too. the name of the strain in the comments, and uh, you know if you want, uh, you can win a T-shirt if you come to our booth tomorrow in Chicago at the uh, cannabis trade show. I know that I'll be there. 
<laughs> Somebody said Reggie. Reggie, yes. Reginald Johnson. There's a lot well, of close close ones though. Like, I, I, know, ones, huh? I know this name from like back in the day. Back oh, in the day in the day. Okay. So yeah. we we've we've narrowed it down. This is clearly an heirloom strain. Yeah. With that, we're gonna move on to some celebrity marketing news. Oh my gosh, this one was good. Have you guys seen this going around? Let's uh let's come back to name that strain. Continue to get those names in. We will be monitoring uh, the strains, and then we will also see if this is what Conan O'Brien was smoking. Uh, and so he has now started smoking weed only on television. Well, now he's retired. Yeah. So Seth Rogen gets Conan O'Brien to smoke weed on air in his final week. He actually tweeted about it, too. He, he uh, talked about how he, uh, Seth, was, Seth said he was kind of freaked out that he'd get Conan too high. <laughs> well, uh, I from the amount of cannabis that Conan smoked, I'm not sure if he felt anything, to be honest. Well, he, he Conan said he uh, he doesn't smoke usually. And mm-hmm. uh, when he did smoke, he never felt anything. So it could be he's, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but when I first smoked, I was 11. I didn't feel anything after it. And I was like, I didn't touch it again until I was 17, 16. Uh, yeah. And then I got high and I was like, oh, this shit's all right. Well, when Conan O'Brien was fired as the host of The Tonight Show in 2010, he essentially said fuck it in his final week on the air and started doing whatever he wanted, spending as much money of NBC's money as he could and to get out uh, on his way out of the door. Uh, and so he has become the longest serving late night host on TV, and it's his final week of shows on TBS. Man, he's going to bring some comedy gold. He's taking well, it away. What he did was he brought on, uh, you know, Seth Rogen, and we aren't going to play the actual stuff because then we'll get a copyright strike. So go check out that video. It's hilarious. And he gets Conan to smoke some weed. But let's talk about what this really is. This is Seth Rogen doing product placement for his brand house. <laughs> now that's good stuff because it, it's hilarious and people are talking about it and Conan got smoked on it. And, and then you're like, oh, I, I, and then it's being shared on the Internet now. And so that's how you do it. You don't just say it's Willie Nelson's weed and slap your name on it. And then you have to move out of Washington state. Well, isn't houseplant um, just like accessories though in uh, California? And I think he had a plant uh, company in Canada. So whatever he's smoking in California is something else like, or personal growth. Well, again, you're not allowed to do the interstate commerce, which of course is uh, just how it goes. Until no longer a schedule one substance. So many good close. People. Oh yeah. Okay. Let's uh, let's go back to it. Uh, in uh, some some type of hints, maybe tangentially related to Conan O'Brien smoking weed. Um, if this, if we are, we're going to be uh, disguising the name of the strain uh, as thinking about like what Seth Rogen would name a cross of this strain. So um, Gouda for example. Maybe he would call it his, his version Gouda because it's Gouda weed, and then its lineage is the obvious. I see what you did there. I see what you did there, and I'm expecting somebody to you know get the answer to the name the strain in like 4.2 seconds. Uh, seriously. Or, you know, because sometimes with these nerds, if you just say, uh, this is a descendant from skunk number one phenotype. Oh, that man a shirt, uh, or at least uh, one of the copies of my Satan smoke book. And so, yeah, of course, it was cheese, a.k.a. Dynafem cheese. Mm. 
All right. So uh, do you want to give uh, the people some uh, of the background of cheese from Leafly? We have got to reach. If you guys have know anybody at Leafly, reach out to them and say, hey, would you guys like to sponsor name that strain? Because that would be great. Name for its sharply sour aroma. Cheese is an indica dominant hybrid from the UK, which I didn't know. That has achieved widespread popularity for its unique flavor and consistency potency. With origins that stretch back to the late 1980s, cheese is said to descend from a skunk number one phenotype, which we learn in one episode they do not have skunks in england <laughs> yes if you guys want to check out our episode on england su- subscribe now uh and and or just go to our channel and search for it uh search for the origin of like why does uh, cannabis smell like skunk uh, and then you'll see that england doesn't have skunks and so they don't know what that smell is like it's just hilarious yeah and, and i didn't know if uk gave us cheese so wow good on you guys i didn't know why uk had any like uh culture type predominance out there at all okay in crap i didn't know news should cops be allowed to use medical cannabis in utah when should be allowed to use medical cannabis anywhere but miggy what do you think in utah yeah anywhere (laughs) i was just thinking about this today here in seattle like in a legal state the cops should be allowed to smoke but yeah, uh, the body cer- uh, the body that certifies and disciplines all police officers in the state is deliberating whether they should be allowed to use medical cannabis. Ah, but I see some medical angle they're talking about again. Well, they don't have uh, non-medical cannabis in Utah. All cannabis yeah. currently in Utah must be medical or illegal. Yeah. yeah. In a briefing to Utah's peace officer standards and training post council, a group made up of law enforcement, academic and citizen representatives, Major Stevenson said Utah's police academies are facing increased inquiries about cannabis. Duh. Major Scott Stevenson, the director of Utah's peace officer standards and training. People have expressed interest in signing up to be a police officer. However, I'm taking medical marijuana or I have used it in another jurisdiction where it's legal, like Colorado, Nevada. Major Stevenson said of the comments he's heard. That's, again, the worker situation, right? Why we're having low workers. Well, if you stop drug testing... Because mm-hmm. that's why everybody's going to Amazon now for whatever reason. We all well, know really that. Like the, we just did an article, uh, or we did a post yesterday, a quick one, because the Brightfield Group is reporting uh, from its review of data that uh, Gen Z is starting to use cannabis early and often. And so if this is going to be something that is used as a substitute good or a preference good to alcohol by young people, well, young people grow up. Yeah. And that's the thing is cannabis is the safer alternative for everything, you know, whether it be a wellness thing. Well, like, again, I think you can do too little and you probably do too much. I mean, like, you don't like there's that benefit that you get from supplementation. Right. But then yeah. your body can only absorb so much. And I think you downregulate your, your THC levels fairly quickly or, or your receptors do. But we don't know all that much about this in the sense that all the science that we do have is mostly from Israel. Well, that's true, but you know we have uh, at least two anecdotal states that have recreational. I think the oldest ones, and then you know you six, are the OG. Six, yeah, yeah, you're like, one of the uh, first ones. Yeah, 2014. Hey, uh, stay tuned for great moments in weed history on July 14th when legal weed sales for adult use turn eight years old. Because I think that's when Washington State began selling. And I'm not sure if Colorado beat them. We have to find out that that letter date in, in weed history. What state began the first adult use sales and when? 
I think Colorado beat us when the stores open. It took us a while to get our market going, but uh, because there was a lot of big medical fight going on at the time. I, mean, I, I don't know how it went in Colorado. Well, it's because they're controlling the supply. Washington State is, you know, they have the, the liquor control board that sets the number of licenses at that state level. Yeah, yeah, that's what's kind of happened. There was a, there was a big fighting and the transitional part. That was the biggest thing for us was the transition. I, I don't think we had our first sales for like another year and a half, two years after the the, the people approved it. Yeah, yeah. See, Chad knows. <laughs> yeah, Chad's the admin on uh, Future Cannabis Company or Future Cannabis Channel, Future Cannabis FCP, Future Cannabis oh. Project. Yeah. Well, I like watching him, and uh, I like to watch all the grower channels. It's so funny because we right. got our weird little niche about policy and just culture and shit. But to me, it's always been that these guys are the superstars. Then again, they they talk over my head, man. Like phenotypes and. Uh, all this other shit, you know. C three asks though, you know. Shout out to member C three, and if you haven't yeah. joined us as a members yet, you should because we're doing a webinar next Tuesday about cannabis delivery. It'll premiere on Cannabis Legalization News, and then it's taken down members only after it's been posted for twenty four hours. But why is Biden so anti weed? I think it has to do with his age. Yeah, totally. You know, there's got to be more studies done. Well, <laughs> he was in there. He was in the Senate when the crime bill in the 90s came through. Oh, know? yeah. No, he, he was part of the super predator fucking people. Well, that- yeah. But then, you know, to his credit, he was also part of the great indoctrination and lied that the big lie. Uh, and it wasn't like Tommy Chong growing up in, in Canada. So they had already had a lack of just of trust for America so much so that they left or they located in Canada, not America. Yeah. Um, if you're raised in America, you were being lied to hard from the time that he was born, like the late 30s that was when it was widespread just straight up uh propaganda yellow journalism and that's what you grew up believing is your own reality i can see how prejudice would hang out like that for decades i mean if you think about it imagine like the present day propaganda the present day bullshit right like january 6th was just a vacation day like mm-hmm. that's, you know, all these people are hyping up this bullshit like uh, the elections were so scary and, and fraught with fraud. No, none of this shit is true. But people have a certain agenda and are pushing the shit on all of us and shoving it down your throat until you take it or don't. And and the point is, you got to take a moment and be like, this is bullshit. This is not true. You know, and, and prohibition has a fact that- check on this. No, you can't. But you can get 10 years unless you take this plea deal. Uh but and, and the reason why I was leading into that is because a proud boy claimed marijuana made him store in the Capitol. Stoner Twitter own him. Oh, I. you know what? If you're blaming weed for your problems, you're really unable to take responsibility for your own actions. Seriously, though, this is where uh, uh, cannabis and uh, uh, the fuck, uh, the stigma and the ignorance, you know, surrounding it. Uh, weed made me do it. You know, that's your cop out. Right. You know, nothing made you do it. You know, uh, Robert, it was the gambling. It was my well, again, like people are prone to addiction and we don't treat or um, modulate our, our behaviors and our addictions very well in this country. Yeah. Well, yeah. we don't treat we don't again, based off like the same propaganda bullshit from that propaganda, you get the ignorance, the ignorance, the, the drug ignorance, right? Coffee to cocaine. <laughs> like and Slippery then slope from coffee to cocaine, especially if marijuana is a gateway drug. I'm just saying. Next thing you know, you're in a back alley giving Hummers for $10. 
Yeah, that's why I hear it's called cocaine. Actually, we shouldn't be talking about that. I'm not trying to advocate or promote it. We're pretty much universally focused on providing safe access to the cannabis plants and the plant that will one day be powering the planet. And let's start with this country, because like when they can make the batteries, when they can make the plastics when they make the building materials out of the material, that's really when you're going to see the cannabis plant take off. Yeah, but I'm just saying that prohibition is the basis for our ignorance, like for our, as I said before, that 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 preacher daughter syndrome, you know, like once you get out and you're like, what? There's all this other shit that no one's trying to. What? <laughs> you know, I can't believe and, that. And then they start getting into the wrong stuff and, and, the, and the bad stuff, because, yes, meth is bad. Yes, heroin's bad. Yes. And that's why you should separate the good stuff from the bad stuff. You know, I'm sorry. You're not allowed to. You're not going to go see that person who sells you harder drugs now that you've taken weed and made it safe and freely available. But here's the thing. We say this, but yet the other side can say, well, that's why we have scheduling. Scheduling. And, and look where we're at. Scheduling with, with, of the can the, the yeah the, of drugs of sure drugs. but then the tobacco is not in the schedule alcohol exactly. is not in the schedule and so why is cannabis in the schedule Can- cannabis isn't cocaine now if you want to put hashish or some type of extract of it into the schedule now you have more of a claim but then if you're going to put it into the schedule you has to at least be schedule three because I don't want to get hit with IRC two hundred eighty see and that's that's what I'm saying we we complicate it with all this bullshit paperwork bullshit uh, arbitrary rules we're like. Um, I, I got a collection of videos. I'm going to do another video uh, soon where I took all these drug commercials and I've been capturing them in like daytime. I watch a lot of antenna TV. Mm-hmm. And and so I actually sit through these fucking drug commercials. I'm like, I'm going to wait for it. I'm going to wait for that thing. that tells me that's so bad. Like, how is it you can take a pill for like a blood clot and then I can just do a disclaimer like may or may not cause a kill death. Like what? Like, did I just hear him say could kill me? And this right. past FDA regulations, like none of this shit makes sense. You know, that's right. Let me put in a fucking disclaimer on fucking cannabis. And nobody's old enough to remember the lies when they originally happened back in the 30s. And if you happen to have resided in that temporal uh, location, like Mr. Like Joe Biden did, he was a baby at the time. Like yeah. he grew up in that that environment of lies and distortions. But everybody that's 65 and under, like all the boomers. I mean, anybody who if was like at least 14 when Woodstock happened, I don't. Then it was like not about then it was on American to smoke weed. Like so you couldn't do it because then we'd all become commie liberal hippies. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the same shit that in 9-11. Remember, they're like, you can't don't buy um, you know, cartel drugs because you're you're given to freaking al-Qaeda or some bullshit, which right. you know, there's money funding through all shit. But yeah, there's there's that Braba this propaganda. Like what's a you know, and I found a story on Georgia that uh uh that I thought, but it wasn't a Good story. It was just a, it's the ones that we, we share. So the fentanyl overdoses on the rise in coastal Georgia. Uh, officials warn marijuana could be laced with it. My thing is when you see shit like this, the number one go to is safe access. This safe is access. why legalization is important. That's right. I mean, I don't know who's fucking lacing weed. And I, I don't know what that effect would be because you're smoking it. But either way, you know, safe access right there. Right. <laughs> You know, you're putting your people at risk when you the longer Not only that um, when people when when marijuana dispensaries open, opioid sales decline. Yeah. And so we really need to get better and better data on that and like make some white papers and be like, hello, everyone who wants to reduce opioid deaths. Please look at this data. And they'd be like, well, I don't know. Slippery slopes and all. 
but yeah, we'll, we'll see. And no, not just that data, but also the crime data. Because if you look at like like police interactions, you know, it's like you're you're taking that energy away and and putting those police actions towards a a real crime, not 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 weed. What up, right. But right. there's so much things that you can look at. And then the other side just needs to be, be like open minded about it. In my opinion. Yeah, but the uh, Camden County Emergency Management Agency has a Facebook post that says at this time, all recreational use narcotics, including marijuana, should be considered a serious threat to life and safety. That sucks. I mean, that that would fail a cannabis test. And then because there's no cannabis market in Georgia, that's being peddled. You know, if they had a store to go to and, 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 and someone to talk to the manager about you know if yeah, they get Karen on it and it's like excuse me you know it's packaged it's labeled it's you know it's got its tax stamp on it you have the of the faith and confidence and when you open that up that's good weed exactly man uh and there's one more that just happened on uh yesterday that I, I think I, I posted with you guys but it's about North Carolina uh let me see I'll post in a small private chat it's cool man yeah, and then after that, I just uh, think we're going to be wrapping because we've covered the news of the week. That is yeah. June the 23rd. I hope that I see a lot of people the next couple of days over at uh, Booth 206 in the Chicago show. Uh, I'm going to pull up where that sucker is. Uh, map. And then from map, I can then, oh, my gosh, this is not the user interface that I had earlier. Don't you hate when that happens? Did you clear a cache or something? I think I cleared a cache or something. And then I can hit open in maps. Oh, right on. Uh-huh. It's near the Salt Creek. And then it is called the Villa Avenue Parking. So that's not yet. It's the Odium Expo Center. So the Thanks. Odium Expo Center in Chicago. Go over to CannabisIMP.com and use promo code CLB15 for 15% off. Or go over to CannabisIndustryLawyer.com and sign up for our newsletter for the email. that will come out at 5 for a chance to win one of a few free tickets. Yeah, so last one is uh, North Carolina uh, senators act on medical marijuana legalization bill in committee. So uh, yep. North Carolina Senate committee on Wednesday took uh, action on a bill to legalize medical marijuana, amending it and setting the stage for approval by the panel for a future meeting. So it's just another one that's in process. You know, uh, another state. Getting, and that's what I'm saying. The South is starting to rise, but starting to rise. Well, <laughs> What's going to happen is there's going to be a federal model. There's so many states that are so conservative. They're going to wait until that vacuum is forced on them by the federal regulators. And I hope that New York's model, which is more like California's model, and then if we could create something where it's open and it's more like paying your your tobacco taxes or your liquor taxes, that's the best we can hope for. Well, and how can we get interstate commerce? Like, is there a way that we can get interstate commerce without a federal actual legal bill? Could it be a – there's nothing. Like no, like no yeah. interstate shits. Yeah, they could completely defund it. I guess they've already defunded a lot of it, and that's in the budget. I mean, they. I realized that DC wasn't going to be able to uh, sell weed that didn't make it in the budget, but the federal prohibition against any state marijuana law. So they've, uh, you know, granted umbrage safe harbor to um, uh, marijuana operators that are licensed by their state. It doesn't matter if it's adult use or medical. Well, you know, you could do is just kill the filibuster. (laughs) Bring it back. Make it work. (laughs) 
Well, I think that's going to do it for cannabis legalization news today, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you like and subscribe. Keep up with all cannabis legalization news. We'll see you on Sunday. Bye.